Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. The Bucks are headed back home to Super Bowl 55. They've won the NFC. They do it by upsetting the Green Bay Packers 31-26 the third playoff victory on the road for the Buccaneers. Can you believe it? The Bucks are in the Super Bowl. We're going to talk all about it with Joey Knight of the Tampa Bay Times. I'm Rick Stroud of the Tampa Bay Times, along with producer Steve Versnick. Hey, Old Northeast Jewelers has two locations. You guys know the original store on 4th Street in St. Pete. Well, now they've added a brand-new store in Hyde Park. The address is 1607 West Swan Avenue. That's in beautiful Hyde Park Village. And don't forget, Old Northeast Jewelers, they got... Online consultations and free delivery to your door for jewelry, rings, and luxury watches. And if you need money, Old Northeast Jewelers is always buying fine jewelry and luxury watches, or you can trade in a piece you have now for something new. So go see our friends at Old Northeast Jewelers, two locations, the one in St. Pete on 4th Street and now a new one at 1607 West Swan Avenue in Hyde Park Village. Joey, I I don't know really uh, where to start other than, holy cow, Tom Brady came into Tampa Bay. Um, after 20 years in New England and, you know, didn't know anybody other than Rob Gronkowski, who he convinced them to trade for, and he's pulled it off. He has pulled it off. He has gotten his team, which at one point was 7-5, and five, back to Super Bowl 55, carved out another piece of history for himself, first team to be in a Super Bowl in their, host, in their home stadium, and they do it in the most improbable way by going on the road three straight games by beating three division champions, including the most valuable player in the National Football League, Aaron Rodgers, 31-26, to in a game that was a nail-biter to the end. And plenty to talk about here, lots of second-guessing, lots of big plays. But first, just, I mean, you, you've gone through most of this, your impressions about what the Bucks and Tom Brady have been able to do here. You know, I measure greatness rick by super bowl rings and so based on that measuring stick tom brady's the greatest of all time but if there was any lingering skepticism about that i think he proved that he is the greatest of all time but what by what he has done here in tampa bay in year one and i think what we saw today is just proof of the confidence he has fostered in how many, how long is it? 10 months, nine or 10 months. Yeah. The confidence he has fostered in himself and the confidence he has built in this team and in this culture, they believe in him. He believes in them. And, you know, we can pick apart storylines in this game and we will, but I think what I'm talking about was validated on fourth and three with about 10 seconds remaining in the first half. Yep. Uh, after Sean Murphy Bunning got that interception at midfield, you know, the, the Bucks could have just sat on the ball, could have threw underneath, you know, to go for a field goal to try to cushion their lead. And on fourth and three, look at what Tom Brady did. 
going downfield to Scotty Miller, a, a guy who had kind of been a forgotten receiver after Antonio Brown arrived, and lo and behold, touchdown, and that builds the Bucks' lead going into the locker room. That play right there just kind of illustrated the confidence that Tom Brady has in his teammates, a.k.a. Scotty Miller, and the confidence the Bucks have in this guy, just believing, hey, here's a guy who's been here before. He's been here countless times. We believe in him to go out there and get it done. Let's get it done. So what you're seeing is just a team of faith, faith in their leader, the greatest of all time, and their leader's faith in them. That's well said. Wish I had written it as well as you said it, but I, I actually do believe that, that that is exactly what happened. And the juxtaposition, okay, maybe not as critical, obviously, at the end of the half when you're already, you know, leading 14 to 10, could have gotten into field goal range with eight seconds left and called timeout. But if you, if you compare what happened there with Bruce Arians, who had the punt team on the field and pulled them off, Mm-hmm. To go with Brady and to take a shot to Scotty Miller, um, you 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 translate or you juxtapose that with the decision that Matt Lafleur made late in the game when the Green Bay Packers, you know, obviously needed they were down eight, and there's you know just over two minutes to go. They've got first and goal at the eight yard line. You know, Rodgers throws incomplete three times on one of those downs. I'm pretty sure he could have either running into the end zone or come damn close to it, which would have made the fourth down decision easier. But Matt LaFleur decides with with three timeouts and a two-minute warning, which is essentially being able to stop the clock four times, that he goes for the 26-yard field goal rather than keep the ball in the MVP's hands and see if he can't score a touchdown and they still need a two-point conversion. Or, you know, if they fail, the Bucs still have the ball and everything's the same except they're at their own eight-yard line which certainly changes the play calling for Byron Leftwich. Look, I this is going to be talked about, and it already has begun uh, as I'm sitting here in Green Bay um, listening to it. People are, are really down on the floor for that decision, including Aaron Rodgers, who was so disconsolate after the game that he wouldn't even really respond to whether or not he's going to play next year. I mean, this is how bad he feels. Um, but but really, that confidence, you know, it, it just goes to show or, or illustrate – you said it, belief. I mean, they believe that Tom Brady, from the start, when they got him here, could transform this franchise, which hadn't sniffed the playoffs in 13 years. I mean, this is, you know, they hadn't won a playoff game since the Super Bowl in 2002 season, and they've won three playoff games just in the past three weeks uh, on the road at that. And so, yeah, what he, what he has done at age, have we forgotten he's 43 years old? 43. Um, and, and you know, Scotty Miller said it really well after the game. He said, and I'm paraphrasing, but he said, look at where we were last year. We were seven and nine and we had Tom Brady and now we're headed to the Super Bowl. And he said, I know we've added some other parts, but he's at the helm. He's at yeah. the helm. And, and that's yeah. the whole key. These guys just know that. I mean, the guy's going to the Super Bowl for the 10th time. They know he's been there a million times in these kind of situations, and they just believe he's going to know what to do and is going to perform, you know, in, in, in the pressure moments as he did again today. And I'll tell you what, you talk about 43 years old. Did you see some of those throws that just how, how he just found Mike Evans on, you know, or 
may have been Chris Godwin down the field on that first scoring drive on third and long. Just I mean, yeah. just placed it perfectly, kind of an o- over the shoulder thing, and then mm-hmm. found Mike Evans in the end zone. Hit his throws, Rick. His throws at this juncture of his life, not just the velocity, but the accuracy, that just doesn't cease to amaze me. You know, he he the velocity is one thing, but just you know, just just the accuracy is really what astounds me. And and we saw that again today. Yeah, you're absolutely right. He uh he actually could have had and should have had a much better day statistically and otherwise, simply because the Bucks had about six drop passes, including no, one by no Mike question. Evans, including two by Mike Evans, one that bounced off his hands for an interception, which right. clearly not on Tom. Another one, you know, Tom was facing a blitz and just threw it out there. Um, probably not a great decision, but Evans didn't find the ball, and it gets, intercept- it gets intercepted. He winds up throwing three interceptions on three possessions in the second half. And all I can say is, you know, while – Green Bay got back in the game. They didn't they didn't ever take the lead and that's a credit to this defense which look finished the game without either starting safety. Antoine Winfield Jr. couldn't play in this game. He came out before the game um at Lambeau Field, tried to work on his on his ankle. They decided no, he can't play. And then Jordan Whitehead, who had a big uh, forced fumble in the game, had to come out with a shoulder injury. Right. So, they're down no safeties. But the defensive line, and particularly Shaq Barrett and Jason Pierre-Paul, got after Aaron Rodgers, sacked him five times, three by Shaq Barrett, I believe, officially. And, you know, they were able to make enough plays and get enough turnovers, along with Sean Murphy Bunding, who you mentioned. By the way, three interceptions in three playoff games. Is that any good? That's a record. It's a, it's a <laughs> franchise record. He's now tied with Donnie Abraham, Dwight Smith, and Dexter Jackson. Those four guys all have three postseason interceptions. So he's gone from he's gone from erratic Rick to historic, quite literally. Yeah, I mean it's incredible the confidence that that they are playing with. Um, this game will be talked about for a long time because of these quarterbacks. And anytime Tom Brady, you know, takes down Drew Brees, takes down an Aaron Rodgers, but I really believe that this is maybe the best Packers team that Rodgers has played on. You know, it's interesting that. It had been 10 years since he had been in the Super Bowl, and he's going to win the most viable player in this league. I don't have any question about that. Right. Um, and, you know, they get off to a horrible start, but he, he, he comes roaring back, throws touchdown passes, you know, to uh, Devontae Adams. I mean, they're back in this game, and you you got to credit the fight that they had. But I, I think this, you know, when you talk about Rodgers' legacy, and I'm with you, you do judge these quarterbacks on Super Bowls, He's now, I think, one in four right. in championship games. Yeah. Um, pretty soon, if you've had two coaches, maybe a third sometime down the road, and you don't get there, it just changes the way you think about this guy, even though I think he's great. I think the Bucks did a good job to hold this Green Bay team to 26 points. That's not a lot of points. Um, and, you know, but, but – this is this is a, a horrible loss in Green Bay for the Packers and for Aaron Rodgers. And like I said, Matt LaFleur is going to have to do a lot of bridge building to uh, to get them back in the right check next year. Yeah, You know what? <laughs> Matt LaFleur made a decision that, and you talked about it, that may not only have cost his team the game, but it may have cost 
his team, it's franchise quarterback. I heard the same interview that you did, Rick, after the game. Yeah. Aaron Rodgers was disillusioned. He was talking yeah. about, I'm just going to have to go somewhere and clear my head and think about the future. He, you know, I know it was immediately after the game and his emotions were awash, but he was talking about a guy who really has to contemplate whether he wants to wants to come back to Green Bay. And we talk about Rodgers' legacy, and I think I mentioned this on a on a previous podcast. Aaron Rodgers has one Super Bowl title. But to be put in that echelon with some of, you know, the greats that we've talked about, Brady and Montana and those guys, it takes more than one. How many Masters champions like the Craig Stadlers and the Larry Mises, they've won, they've been good enough one weekend to win one. But if you want to be talked about with Jack and Tiger and Phil and those guys, you got to build on that. And that's where Aaron Rodgers is. He, he has won one Super Bowl title. Well, so has Trent Dilfer, you know, so is Brad Johnson to, you know, I, I, as I said at the outset of this podcast, my measuring stick is Super Bowl rings, Super Bowl titles. That's what measures greatness. And if Aaron Rodgers wants to get to that level of Montana and Bradshaw and Staubach and Elway and those guys and Brady, he's going to have to 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 win more. And now, now here we are. We're we're contemplating whether he's going to try to do it in Green Bay or not, just based on how this game ended today. Yeah, it's really amazing. We can talk more about Aaron Rodgers, but I, I'm wondering too. You know, and I don't know what his contract situation is. I think he has another year contractually, at least maybe two in Green Bay. I'm not sure. But I'm wondering if you, you know, because of Brady's success, if you might see some of these older quarterbacks that are playing longer and longer, take the Brady route. Be a little like LeBron in the NBA and say, yeah, you know what? I'm going to go form my own all-star team someplace. I'm going to find a team that has weapons. or you know, And I'm not saying that, that – you know that the Packers don't have weapons. Although there was, you know, some, they were disconcerned about the draft and in, in taking a quarterback, Jordan Love, as opposed to some more targets. But you know, he does have Devontae Adams. He's got some guys. Um, but you know, you just wonder if if he doesn't look across the way and go, hey, maybe Brady's got the right idea. Find a coach that you know really gets the quarterback position, really gets you. Um, surround yourself with a bunch of good players on both sides of the ball and see if you can't go win a Super Bowl someplace besides Green Bay where it was actually pretty bombing. You know, that's the thing. We, we talked about how the weather, you know, everybody was, <laughs> ooh, the Bucks don't play well in cold weather. Did you forget Tom Brady's a pretty good cold weather quarterback? And I will say this, they got a break because, uh, you know, on I guess it was Saturday night, it snowed here about four inches. I mean, it was a pretty good heavy snow. Um, and it stopped fairly early in the morning and so the conditions of the field were not a problem and it was close to 30 degrees at kickoff which was yeah. delightful for a wisconsin day so you know it was such a huge storyline rick and the weather turned out to be zero factor exactly yeah it was you know. really something i'll tell you something else that's uh as i as i watched some of the replays that struck me is how leonard fournette who for most of the year really kind of was sulking, to be honest with you, because he lost his starting job, never really had it, but wasn't the starter. It was Ronald Jones. Mm -hmm. And Jones rushed for damn near 1,000 yards, would have got it had he not gotten COVID. But because he did, it forced Leonard Fournette back into action, you know, when they had those last couple games of the regular season. And 
Burnett has gotten better and better. His attitude has gotten better. He was in tears after the game. He called his parents, um, talked about all he had been through, said, you know, he'd had long talks with Bruce Arians and, you know, LaShawn uh, McCoy and others, and just accepted that, you know what, my time is now and his time is in the playoffs. He made one of the best runs I've seen all year for a touchdown in this game. That was outstanding. I counted at least four broken tackles, maybe five on that. And then you had that spin move to, you know, just to power his way into the end zone. I think Leonard Fournette's been reborn, not just his career, but his character, because you've talked about it, Rick, and you know people inside that building. And I I think some people told you he was just, he didn't have the right attitude when he wasn't playing and he was sulking around and he was, I wouldn't say he was being a a cancer, but, you know, he, he did not have a, you know, he did not have a, a positive attitude to say the least. And now, mm-hmm. you know, he is, he has come on when summoned, he has played very well. He's just kept his head down and gone to work. And you talk about the little playoff run he's on. He has 313 yards from scrimmage this postseason, And that, that's a franchise record for, wow. for, for a single postseason. That's more than Ricky Bell had in 79. That's more than Michael Pittman had that Super Bowl year. And it's more by far, 313 yards. That's uh, that's almost 70 more than Pittman had that Super Bowl season. So the guy's just been reborn in, in more ways than one. And he, he was very engaging in the interview afterward. He said he loved playing today. It felt like a real crowd, like a bona fide crowd. It was a rivalry game. I just think this guy's been reborn in more ways than one. And we know he's on a one-year deal, and I don't know if he'll be back or not, but I, I, I think, you know, he can go and produce for somebody, whereas, you know, this time last year, people were wondering, you know, where his career was going to go. I, I think he's kind of kind of uh, recrafted himself, if you will. Yeah, I, I do too. And, um, you know, the, the, the combination they have between him and Ronald Jones and – Credit the offensive line, too, which I think these last six or seven games have protected Brady very well, created some running lanes. And Byron Leftwich were sticking with it. You know, they had a lot of first down runs. What was amazing about this game, Joey, was how, especially early in the game, the Bucks got up to a really fast start. And I think they were five of six on third down. I mean, it was really good. Um, right. You know, for the game, uh, they did very well. As a matter of fact, on, on third down, they were nine of 14 which you would take most days. But some of those third downs were third and longs. And Tom Brady kept picking them up. And the fast start is what they needed. They needed to keep the crowd at bay as much as they could. Um, But they, you know, they drive the length of the field, uh, you know, with the opening kickoff, they go 66 yards in four minutes. And Brady hits Mike Evans, who had a pretty good first quarter, uh, and then sort of disappeared and had some drops. And and then your boy, uh, you know, what was it? Valdez Scantling. Scantling with a huge game for, for the Packers. Gets the 50-yard touchdown pass. Ends up with 115 yards on four catches on the day. He was terrific. So, you know, it was it was back and forth, I think, you know, early on until eventually the Bucks got a little rhythm going. And, again, that call at the end of the first half. And then Cameron Brait, the Bucks come back and start the third quarter. They've got a 28-10 to 10 lead, and, and I'm looking around saying, well, Tom Brady is – been known to come back from these these deficits, but he's not going to blow this lead. Like clearly, he won't. Tell you what, credit the Packers, man. They hung in there and they got got back in this game, and it's thirty one twenty six when they got a ball first and goal on the eight yard line. If you don't think 
there were some nervous people on that Buccaneer sideline, then you just weren't paying attention because this was a hell of a game. Uh, it was a it was a competitive game. There was hard hits, um, and you know if if nothing else, the Bucks defense, while they've given up a lot of yards these last few weeks, they're creating the turnovers and they do it against quarterbacks. We you think you wrote about this that don't normally turn the darn ball ball over. I mean they have they have managed to get the ball out once again. Devin White. Scoops up another fumble. He's always around the ball. He's always making plays. Um, you know, I like the way I like the way their defense is playing. They like the way their team is playing. It's been it is just I don't think people will appreciate this until years from now, and we'll see what happens in the Super Bowl in a couple of weeks. But I don't think they'll appreciate the run that this team had to make. You know, from seven and five, really floundering, no offensive identity, lost to every good team they played, with the exception of you know. Maybe uh, I guess you would say, well, Green Bay back right. in week week six, um, and you know the season was really teetering at that point. I think the bye week was big for them. I think they recommitted themselves a little bit to the run game, some play action, different things. But mostly the offensive line and everybody on both sides of the ball just started playing better, and you saw the confidence grow in the secondary. And coaching has a lot to do with that, and that brings me to Bruce Arians, who. Mm-hmm. You know, he's 69 years old, Joey. He was out of coaching. He had a scare for can- with cancer when he was with the Arizona Cardinals. He, he retired. He still had a year on, on his contract there. Um, did some broadcasting for CBS. Then got the bug, the coach again. And if not for his relationship with Jason Light, I'm not sure he comes back to Tampa Bay two years ago. But he had an opportunity to get all his guys with him, Todd Bowles and um, Keith Armstrong and, and lots of other coaches like Byron Lefwich. And so he comes back to Tampa Bay, tries to salvage Jameis Winston, spends a whole year doing it. At one point, they're 7-7. Seven and seven. Then, you know, Winston with all the 30 interceptions and whatnot. And in the offseason, he says fairly quickly, we just need a quarterback that won't turn the ball over. And right. here comes Tom Brady, the most improbable <laughs> guy you think you'd ever have a shot at. But together, these two old men, if you will, um, have – you know, put together a, a magical season. And, you know, Arians was a little reflective. He, he said, you know, I I never thought, you know, I thought I was pretty much done. I thought I was out of coaching. And he said that this is the best year of coaching he has ever had. And that's saying something for a guy that's been around as long as Bruce Arians. Yeah, he said it's his most rewarding coaching year, and he's been doing this, you know, more than 40 years. I, you know, we talked about the belief in Tom Brady and I think that kind of translates to Bruce Arians in, in the sense that he believes in his guys. You know, how much were we maligning? How much was the nation maligning Byron Leftwich after oh. that Saints game for just the, the lack of creativity on offense, no pre-snap motion, lack of play action, lack of a running game? People were ready to crucify him. And you never once heard Bruce Arians utter a whimper about Byron Leftwich which shows me that he just had faith that ultimately Byron and Brady were going to work it out. We're going to get on the same page. It, they just needed some, some reps on the practice field. They just needed some time together and it was going to work itself out. And on the other side, Todd Bowles, you know, just talking about belief in your guys. They, they had some pretty, some pretty dreadful games. When you go back to that saints game on November 8th and the first half of the of the Chiefs game and Jared Goff and the Rams sliced him up pretty good. But, you know, talking about just sticking with your guys, Todd Bowles 
Bruce Arians believed in Todd Bowles. Todd Bowles believed in his guys. And now you mention it. You see the, this young secondary playing with more confidence. You continue to see the evolution of Devin White as a disruptive force on the inside at linebacker. You you see, you know, what they did with a kind of a makeshift defensive front without Vita Vea. And then you get Vita back today. And I think I think he was a difference maker at, at times today. And, and it just came together. It was a matter of Bruce Arians believing, hey, my guys are going to get it done. It's going to gel. It's come together. And darned if it hasn't. And this is something I wrote, Tom, for, uh, excuse me, Rick, for TampaBay.com. You know, I think Matt LaFleur's decision was may not have so much been a lack of belief in Aaron Rodgers as it was a, a tip of the hat to the Bucks defense because it, it was third and goal, but it was a long third and goal from, from I believe, the eight-yard line or fourth and goal, excuse me. I think, you know, I'm like the rest of the world. I think Green Bay should have gone for it. I think it was the only decision, but I don't think they would have made it. I, I just think that, that Bowles and, and those guys ha- had read and kind of sniffed out Aaron Rodgers and weren't going to let him score. So, you know, they would have still been pinned down deep in their own territory, and that would have changed Byron Leftwich's play calling. But, but I don't think they would have made it. And I, I really think LaFleur's decision was a much of a, of a statement or a tribute to, to the Bucks' defense as it was just a, a lack of belief that his guys were going to score. Yeah, no, I, I totally agree with you. And look. Uh- Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, how to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, how to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promoting for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Super Bowls are, are rare. This franchise has been around for a long time, since 76. This is only their second. Um, and... There's a lot of franchises that don't have any, so let's give them that. But it's been a while, 2002, and I, you know, in a year of a pandemic when there's going to be limited fans, you know, this week uh, the NFL announced they're going to have 7,500 vaccinated healthcare workers from mostly around the Tampa Bay area. I think each team is going to pick four and fly them down all expense paid trip. The other 31 teams, and then there's going to be, you know, about. 14 and a half other thousand. So it's come come to a total of what? 22,000 fans that we think are going to be in Raymond James. You would hope because of, I mean, the, the prices of these tickets are going to be astronomical. I'm sure some folks from Kansas city will try to make it, but it really is going to be an all Tampa Super Bowl. I mean, it is unique. It's a unique year. It's also unfortunate, right? That you can't fill that stadium with 65,000 people or so, but it is what it is. Um, I saw the pictures of the airport. There were probably thousands of fans out that direction. Um, how excited must Tampa Bay be? And what a year. I mean, if you can take a step back and say the 2020 season, right? 2020 year. Yeah. All the things that went wrong. Tampa Bay went right in sports. When you have the Lightning winning a Stanley Cup in the 2020 season, when you have the Tampa Bay Rays going to stick, pushing the Dodgers to six games in the World Series and winning the American League, 
and now the Tampa Bay Buccaneers are in the Super Bowl. That's the most incredible run of Tampa Bay sports teams we'll probably ever see, let much less in a calendar year. I mean, it really has been a carpet ride, and, and one that's bittersweet in a sense, Joey, because you just think of whatever you know pleasure there is. Maybe it came at the right time for our area that you could escape from the, the craziness of 2020 and this year and what it's brought. Um, but by the same token, you just wonder what some of those scenes would have been like, some of those stadiums would have been like had they been packed with Tampa Bay fans. So, um, yeah. you know, but, but the story continues, right? We've got yeah. two weeks now to watch the national media focus on two teams, the Buccaneers and, yes, the Kansas City Chiefs. And they're going to become one of the first teams in a long time to win back-to-back Super Bowls with a guy named Patrick Mahomes, and it's the biggest age disparity in Super Bowl history. Might not surprise you, about 18 and a half years difference between Tom <laughs> Brady and Patrick Mahomes. Well, I think uh, I think regardless of who they played, it would have been an age disparity because it would have been yes, Josh, Allen Josh Allen or yeah. Baker Mayfield or, yeah. you know. Or, the uh, AFC's the young guns, right? Yeah, yeah. I, I, I think so. And, you know, just going back to Tampa, Rick, you know, it, it, bittersweet, I think, is the right word. Tampa sure needed this. Like like any community in the nation would, would need a year like this, just something to to divert our attention and give us something yeah. to smile and cheer for. And we've had it in triplicate with the Lightning yeah. and the Rays and now the Bucks. It, we're very fortunate. But by the same token, you know, the World Series was in a neutral site. The Stanley mm-hmm. Cup was played in Canada with with no Bubble. fans. And, you know, we're going to have a limited audience for the Super Bowl. If you, you know, you, you think about it, how, how many, you know, if the Bucks win and the Lightning won, how many Gasparilla parades would we have had in one calendar <laughs> year? You know, just, yeah. you, you can imagine the parade for, for what, the way, you know, the parade for the Lightning in a conventional year. And if the, if the Bucks are to win, you know, in a conventional year, what, what that scene would look like. But I'll tell you what, I wouldn't mind another one of those boat parades because I was, that was pretty cool the way that was orchestrated, and I'm sure they'll come up with something similar. But, yeah, bittersweet is the way I would describe it. Just an unprecedented year for Tampa Bay sports. We'll never see it again in our lifetime. I'm, I'm convinced of it. But, man, what could have been? Some of those celebratory scenes just, uh, you know, you, you can only imagine what it would be like. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah, no, totally. And I actually think that the Lightning, even given the restrictions they were supposed to observe, <laughs> pretty much had what they would have had anyway uh, right. in, in terms of uh, in terms of fan interaction. And the, the thing at the stadium was really well done. Um, look, I Rick, remember. I wanted to ask you today about just you were there, the crowd, the, the announced crowd, and I just noticed on the official stats sheet was something like, Above seventy seven hundred paid attendance. It looked yeah. a lot more paid than that. Is, what did you think? I, I think I think the, the optimum word there is paid attendance. <laughs> because I'm here to tell you there were way more than seventy seven hundred fans in that stadium. Okay. Because you what? know the, the Buccaneers have had as many as sixteen thousand or so, fifteen five right. in their stadium. And you know, I don't I think the capacity might be close to seventy thousand at you know at um, the pack, the Packers Stadium at Lambeau, but it 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 not only not only did it sound, but it, it looked like there were way more. Now maybe not at the upper level, but the low, the mostly the the majority of them are in the same place. They also had these big cards that they were smacking 
you know, yeah. on the on the bleachers and the noise from that, it was really a problem. Like I, I think Brady and some others said, it felt or felt like the first game that they had actually played um, with with fans because yeah. they were as loud as as you would be if it had been packed. And the credit the Packer fans who are very passionate, as you know, they stood the whole game. They don't sit down, much like Kansas City fans don't sit down, and. You know, it was really a cool. It was it was a playoff like atmosphere. I was very impressed, considering you know how many people they could have put in that place. And um, so, yeah, hats off to the Packer fans, and we'll see if it'll be that loud depending on who shows up or who is able to get a ticket. Um, you know, to the Super Bowl, but there will be a Super Bowl. And here's the thing: they got you know you got to finish the deal, right? I mean, it's huh? it's been a remarkable ride to get there. But I can remember back in Super Bowl 37, sitting down with Rich McKay the Thursday or so before the game, and as he informed me, he goes, "When you get to this game, you have to win it. Right. No, you know, right. you just have to win it because otherwise, you're gonna be watching those, you know, those shirts and t and hats uh, ads. You know, hey kids, get you, you know, champ- world championship, whatever, for the next six months, and it won't be your team. Um, so." You know they're one for one in Super Bowls. They got to go two for two, but they got to do it against a, a really dominant Kansas City team that almost no one has beat this year. And Patrick Mahomes, who might become the next goat. I mean, think about Mahomes at age what is he twenty six years old, twenty seven years old, whatever. I'm it not is. sure he's that. He might be. He he, he may be, but um, he's got two. He's got an MVP of the league, a Super Bowl MVP, one World Championship, and he's going to his second in a row. Yeah. 25 years old. It, it, it's like Bruce Arian said. I mean, he's he's given Andy Reid a new life. Andy Reid's not going to retire anytime soon. Not, right. not with that guy in your huddle, you know. Then he's going to be 80 years old coaching. There's no doubt about right. it. And the Chiefs are dynamic. And yet, you know, when the Bucks played them, they got off to a horrible start. It was 17 to nothing. And they hung in there and came back and were trailing by a field goal when they gave the ball to Kansas City with four minutes left. And March, much like Sunday night with the Bucks. They were able to run their four-minute offense, and the Bucks never got the ball back. So right. it's not like they have been on the field with the Chiefs. They have met them head-to-head. They they played them a very close game, and I expect this game to be close, although i got to believe, and I haven't looked at any lines yet, the Chiefs will be favored. Three and, and, and Three and a half points, okay, so that's what, that's what the spread was for the Packers at one point. And I guess, you know, if you're Todd Bowles, you can't let Carlton Davis try to cover Tyreek Hill man to man. But beyond that, um, I don't see any reason why they can't compete. You know, it exactly. should be a really good you know, Super you take Bowl. Away though, you take away those that Tyreek Hill clinic early on on Carlton first Davis, quarter, a different game. Yeah, two hundred yards in the first quarter, Joey. Right, right. Yeah, you take you take away that scheme, that man coverage scheme for whatever reason they did, and it's the complexion of the game is totally different because you're right. The defense when they when they went more conventional, I mean, it was it was it was a deadlock. Yeah, so I think it's going to be a a great Super Bowl, and you know, Tampa fans should be very. I'm happy for them. When you think about 13 years, and you know, I've got a daughter that's 11, so two years longer than that, her entire life. There's a whole generation of, of kids who've not seen their team in the playoffs, much less remember the Super Bowl from '02. So, you know, that was 18 years ago. So this is really what the NFL is about. It's about your team, the only game on TV, 
you know, that day down to four teams. Now you're one of the final two teams. And I just hope that people appreciate, and it may take years for them to do it, what a, what a magical ride that Tom Brady and Bruce Arians and those guys have taken this football team and their fans on because this is this is unbelievable that, that you would be able to switch teams like this in a pandemic, not know anybody, pull this off, and you just wonder, what are they thinking in New England right about now? Oh, goodness gracious. You know, uh, maybe they're thinking, you know, maybe it wasn't the system. Maybe it was the guy. I think that's the initial thought. But uh, And they I've also heard... see the talent, though, around Tom Brady, right? Right, I mean, they, the, right. The, 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 the Patriots, no matter, even if he had stayed in New England this year, unless they had done something different than they did for Cam Newton, that Patriots team may have made the playoffs. They weren't going to win a Super Bowl, not with that right. group. Exactly. And I think, and correct me if I'm wrong, Rick, I, I think they've got kind of a cap-friendly situation to where it's going to they be do. interesting to see what Bill Belichick does in terms of just kind of replenishing and rebuilding that roster. Because, uh, again, unless I'm mistaken, I think it's a pretty cap-friendly situation, and he's got a chance to kind of replenish in pretty short order. So we'll see right. in the next couple of years. He's got to find himself a quarterback, though. I mean, right, that piece right. has not no been question. solved. So, I mean, you, you let Brady go for whatever reason, and you really didn't have an answer, and certainly wasn't Cam Newton. So I don't expect him to go back. But what we'll be talking about all week long – starting right now and, and tomorrow and uh, reading in the Tampa Bay Times on TampaBay.com. You want to go and read Joey's story about the defense and the confidence um, that the Bucks have in them and, and maybe, you know, had maybe made that decision for the Packers a little tougher. And, and really we'll look back at the Kansas City game that they played earlier in the week. I'm sure there's going to be a lot of talk about that game that we can dissect, as well as this just incredible run that Tom Brady is in how he reacted after the game, some of the things he told his teammates and coaches. We'll be writing about that all week, so make sure you check us out in the Tampa Bay Times. We are going to cover the Super Bowl. No, we are going to cover the Buccaneers in the Super Bowl in Tampa at Raymond James Stadium. It's just hard to believe all of that coming together. It really is. It really is amazing that that they have managed to, uh, to accomplish this in the first year with Tom Brady. Joey, we'll be talking all this week. My thanks to Joey Knight. Hey, go see our friends at uh, Old Northeast Jewelers. Remember now, they have two locations, not just one. You know the one on 4th Street North in St. Petersburg. Well, now there's a brand new store in Hyde Park. The address is 1607 West Swan Avenue in beautiful Hyde Park Village in Tampa. And don't forget, Old Northeast Jewelers has online consultations. They have free delivery to your door for jewelry, for rings, for luxury watches. If you need some extra money, well, you can also... Sell your fine jewelry and luxury watches to Old Northeast Jewelers and maybe trade in a piece for something very new. So go see them at uh, the 4th Street location, of course, and the new one in Hyde Park at 1607 West Swan Avenue. For Joey Knight and Steve Verstick, I'm Rick Stroud of the Tampa Bay Times. Enjoy your NFC champion, Tampa Bay Buccaneers, headed home for Super Bowl 55 against the Kansas City Chiefs. 
Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.